welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jason. And we're here with this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. This episode's called NFTs, Porn Stars, and Buttholes. Excuse me? Yes. NFTs, Porn Stars, and Buttholes. (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my is right. (laughs) They're all connected, and I will assure you by the end, you will understand how we got from one to the next to the next. But suffice to say, that's the rabbit hole we're going down. Oh. Well, it's been almost a year since the last time we talked about NFTs on the on the show. Is like we, We're talking about NFTs today. But um, I figured it would be a good time to update, because a lot has changed in the NFT market in the last year. It really has. The The last time we talked about it was when it was still pretty new. Yeah. And, and uh, with, with Beeple, yeah. the artist who made like $69 million or something like that with some 5,000 digital artwork pieces. Yes, that was, that was a year ago. So mm-hmm. in that time period, a lot of things have changed. And I thought maybe I'd start off with, uh, we, we would have some facts that we would talk about real quick. Some okay. facts about NFTs. And as a reminder... An NFT is like a, a token that you can buy digitally on the internet. And when you buy them, it basically means you own some piece of data, some thing on the blockchain, and you own it forever, and it is what it is. It's very complicated, but essentially you're buying JPEGs is what it boils down to. Yeah, you're owning like something digital. Yeah, and really what you're owning is just a number on a blockchain. That's all you really own, and that number points to a JPEG. It's all very confusing, and suffice it to say, what you own is a JPEG or a number. (laughs) It's like a code, yeah. Yeah. So the NFT market right now is currently valued at $31 billion. That's how much money there is in NFTs right now. Wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah. $31 billion. So um, in the last year, Twitter has set up a verification function to let you use your NFT as your Twitter avatar, and it will be guaranteed to be yours. So a lot of NFT people have been able to get a lot of clout on Twitter because you can prove that it's yours, that you own it. Speaking of Twitter, did you know that Jack Dorsey sold his very first tweet? He did sell his very through first Through an NFT. He did. For $3 million. $3 million. And you own a tweet. And all it says is like just setting up Twitter. Yeah, is, testing. That's basically what it says. <laughs> yeah. And somebody bought that for $3 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did know that. There were about 30,000 unique NFT buyers per month in 2021. So, wow. yeah, so about 30,000 unique people per month are buying and selling NFTs, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Ethereum is the main thing that people use to buy and sell NFTs. There, Bitcoin is still around, but Ethereum's the one people use for NFTs. I'm not exactly sure why, but it, that's just the case. Well, I think Ethereum has really branded themselves for, yeah. for the NFT market. Yeah, I think so. And so it's just the one that is being used. Mm-hmm. And and June 2017, one Ethereum... Uh, Ether is what they're called, or ETH is what people say. Um, one Ether was worth about $380. Today, I just checked it before we came on here, one ETH was about $3,188. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. And according to our uh, genius calculations, that's like a <laughs> 780% increase in five years. Yeah. Which is... Uh, We'll say that's a good investment. Yeah. Do you think in Too 2017, bad. five years... <laughs> Too bad year- we didn't do it. Yeah, I know. Do you think five years ago I would have been able to convince you to spend 380 bucks on an Ether? No. 
Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, well, but I wish I did. <laughs> I would have said a what? Yeah, I, I wish I did. Well, it's there. That's that's where we are. So um, I noticed a thing that a lot of uh, gaming companies nowadays and a lot of uh, NFT companies use uh, .io instead of .com or whatever. And I, I wanted to figure out what that was all about. So <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. .io is actually just a, a country code for the Indian Ocean. Oh, yeah, <laughs> really? I had no idea. Yeah, and um, but in computer lingo, IO is input output, and so I think a lot of the tech nerds were kind of attracted to the name .io and thought it was interesting, and so they started making them. And Twitch.io is probably one of the biggest ones right now. Oh yeah. And one of the reasons they do that is because you can the names there are much cheaper. You can get a, na- a simple name like Twitch.io, but Twitch.com would be hard to get because it's old. So I think .io has become the new thing for NFTs and gaming, like, in general. Does anyone from the Indian Ocean mind? No, they don't. And actually, Google has considered it to be, has basically said that they recognize that it's not all traffic from the people that live in the area of the Indian Ocean. And that, like, it's basically become a tech space. Okay. Um, which is really, really weird. It has nothing to do with the Indian Ocean anymore. That's <laughs> so weird. That's just, it's just the one people pick. So Mark Rubio did this thing where he made his website, he advertised it as rube.io. So it's spelled Rubio. Rubio. And so that way he, he bought like whatever domain, like, you know, Marco Rubio for president, hashtag 2020.com or whatever. And he basically made ruby.io reroute to that website so that way you could get around having to buy an expensive url so basically he had a super nerdy person on his campaign yeah it was smart though Mm -hmm. if you think about it and so it's become like trendy and hippie so you'll hear a lot of these websites and nfts have dot io in them and i that was why um so like the one of the biggest ones is openc.io Spelled open and then sea like this like the ocean Mm -hmm. and openc.io is like the biggest sales platform for nfts and it uses all ethereum isn't it kind of like um it's almost like ebay or something for yeah basically for nfts yes it's where you buy or etsy or mm-hmm. amazon or any shopping mm-hmm. website it's, it's the biggest one and the one with like any credibility really as far as like the mainstream is concerned yeah so that's like some pretty interesting random facts about the, the things that have changed in nfts and one of the things is that the biggest most famous NFT collection is a collection called the Board Ape Yacht Club. That is the the biggest one. It is 10,000 NFTs. Each one is like a picture of a monkey and an, an ape. And the monkeys look different. They're like cartoon monkeys. And each one has like a different hat or whatever. The, the backgrounds are different. It's weird. But there's 10,000 of them. And they're currently selling at 105 Ether. I just checked them before we got on here. About 105 Ether, which uh, that's about $334,000. What? For a cartoon monkey? Uh Uh-huh. $334,000 a piece. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. Now, are those sold on the OpenSea? Yeah, they're they're on OpenSea. And that's just a collection of them. That's the biggest collection. That's the biggest NFT, or not the biggest, but the... uh, the biggest amount of money, the most, most expensive, the most expensive, most famous, most luxurious. If if Lu- you're luxurious monkey cartoon, yeah. If you're someone who's anybody, you've got a luxurious monkey cartoon. In and fact, those are the things, I guess, you were saying that could be used as your avatar. Mm-hmm. Okay, on you Twitter. can use them on Twitter, and uh-huh. then your avatar on um, OpenSea because they have 
places where you can talk there. There are other forums, Discord places. There are places you can't get in unless you are a member of Board oh. Ape. So there are parties that are Exclusive. only for Board Ape Yacht Club members. There are uh, they get invited to buy coins before other people. You get a lot of benefits for being a Board so Ape. So it's exclusivity and mm-hmm. and prestige. Now to give you some an idea of who would be buying uh you know over a quarter million dollar pictures of uh JPEG monkeys. Yes, please. <laughs> um in sports we have Mark Cuban, Steph Curry, Shaq, Serena Williams. These are all very very big names. And they have purchased. Each one of them, yeah, all of those have uh board apes. Okay. In entertainment we have Justin Bieber, Jimmy Fallon, Madonna, Eminem, Paris Hilton, Logan Paul, Snoop Dogg, Gwyneth Paltrow, Travis Barker, all of them are Board 8 uh, Yacht Club owners. So if you own one, then you yeah. can say you have bragging rights of exactly. like, I'm in the same club exactly. as these famous people. As these guys. And what's really interesting is the value of them changes, not really so much based on what the ape looks like, but it, the value of them changes based on how close you are to one that someone else owns. So everyone knows Shaq owns like say 4,800. That's not the actual one he owns. I can't remember the number, but let's say that you want the one that's right next to his makes it worth more because it's like, mine's the one in line that's right next to Shaq's. So it's worth more. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of interesting. The celebrity that owns them, how famous they are kind of varies the price. It's like six degrees of separation. Exactly. <laughs> from what I was looking at them today, the price, like I said, was from 105 Ether up. So the closer you were to celebrities, they might go for 112. And then for the ones that are far away or not very good looking, they might be like 105. And so the creators of this collection are making bank. Oh, yeah. And they, who would have thought? They made a ridiculous amount of money. Wow. Yeah. And so there's only 10,000 of them. So get in quick if you want one. <laughs> it's only uh, 300 and something thousand dollars. Pocket change. That's the positive side of what's happening in NFTs. But they have also taken a, a, a turn. So now we've discussed NFTs. It's time to go on to uh, porn stars and buttholes. Yeah. <laughs> Because I believe that's what you all clicked on this for, really. All that <laughs> It's all why that I'm here. NFT nonsense about IOs and everything was just boring. Let's talk about porn stars. So there is a porn star by the name of Lana Rhodes. I personally hadn't seen any of her work. I wasn't familiar with her. So I did a little research to find out who she was. <laughs> you did? Yes. For the show. For the show. She that's is great. She's a porn actress and a, a vlogger. She's actually mostly just an influencer now. So um, she began her porn career in 2016 when she was 19 years old. By late 2017, she had ended her career. So her <laughs> career was about two years long. And she starred in over 250 adult films. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I found that hilarious. In two years, 250 movies. Well, I Woo! mean. That's one every few days. That's gross. Uh-huh. I mean, whatever. Yeah, but at this time, in late 2017, she just started, she decided she didn't want to um, work in the porn industry anymore because they made her do things she didn't like. Right. So she started distributing her own porn with her partner. So they started putting out their own porn and being on Pornhub and stuff and kept winning awards such as uh, Best Anal Sex Scene from the Adult Video Awards. So, well, I mean, that's kind of empowering. She, like, she decided to to do her own thing. I mean, yeah, it is. And I think it's also kind of cool to win an award for, like, you guys had the best butt sex we've seen yeah. this year. Congratulations. Congratulations. It's good to have goals and to be like, my butt sex was number one in the entire world this year. 
That's pretty good, right? Yeah, well, somebody's got to be number one. Yeah, at I mean, it. so who so we have to know who had the best butt sex, and it, in 2017, it was her. Good, good job, Lana. Uh huh. So she was the most searched porn actress on Pornhub with over 345 million views in 2019. Wow. 345 million views. Very popular. Yeah, she was very popular. She won lots and lots of things. So she's kind of running her own business right now, which mm-hmm. makes her seem like a boss bitch. Mm-hmm. Well, things kind of take a weird turn because she decides to get into the NFT space. Because what better thing for a porn actress who has the best anal sex of 2017 to do than to make an NFT project? So they were basically just like different cartoon pictures of her wearing different clothes that oh. you were going to buy. And it was uh-huh. a, it was supposed to be a collection of 6,000 NFT things that she was going to release. She paid some artists to make all of them and... She started They're hyping it up. They're not real photos of her. No, they were cartoons. Just cartoons. They, oh, they, she okay. paid some artist to make these cartoons of her that are wearing different clothes and in different poses in different places. And she was like, we're going to sell them. And she started pumping it up. It was called Crypto Sis, like Crypto Sister, but like Crypto Sis was the name of it. Of the collection? Yeah, of the token she was going to be selling. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The Crypto Sis Tokens. Uh, these NFTs that were Lana Rhodes. And a lot of times she'd have like a sash on that said Lana. And she was like a sexualized cartoon with big old honking bazongas, you know. Right. Just what you would imagine a porn star cartoon would look like. Yes. And she she said, like, get in this. It's going to be an investment. It's going to go up in value. We have all these. We have a roadmap that's going to tell you all these different phases. And you are get invited to things. And it's going to be great. They all sold out. And then she decided to... Take the money, the $1.5 million that she had made from selling all these NFTs, and take it off the account and cancel the project and say, I'm not doing anything else with it. Oh, no. Yeah. And so all these people were now left with these JPEGs that are no longer worth anything because she's not investing in the project anymore and not pumping it up. And so with no more pumping it up, they're worthless and no one wants to buy them. So these people that spent this money on this investment are now left holding basically worthless NFTs. Oh, no. Yeah, and that is a scam that's basically called a rug pull mm. um, in the scam community. It's it's a scam that goes back for forever. It's basically a pump and dump in stocks where you hype something up and then you pull everything out and basically leave them holding something worthless. Oh, no. So so basically they can't do anything with those, right? No. Well, I mean, they still own them and they could still sell them, but who would want to buy them if she's no longer continuing in the project, which means none of the promises that you were going to get are going to be fulfilled. The perks or the benefits that, that would go along with the purchase. Right. That, you're not going to get any of those because mm. they're not doing any investing in it. But you still own the thing you bought. Okay. That's how they can't they can't sue them. You can't do anything right, if that happens you still to te- you. Yeah, you do technically own it. Because all you did was buy this digital picture. Huh. Okay. And the fact that they promised you that other things were going to come with that digital picture is on you. Mm. That's just you being gullible. Those are promises they don't have to keep. Is that because the law hasn't caught up to NFTs and protecting um, yeah. purchasers in the way that they would say, like, you know, the, um, what's that website? Like the GoFundMes yes. and the startup funding websites mm-hmm. where people will say, I'm going to make this thing, and if you donate X dollars, you'll get X, Y, Z. Well, now they can actually be held legally accountable for that right and they don't fulfill the obligation right and i think in the nft market there's fine print that basically tells you all you're buying is this jpeg and anything that is told to you that comes with that jpeg is 
up to you to whether or not you want to believe that. Yeah, because I remember when like Kickstarter mm-hmm. um, schemes were yeah taking off. And- See, this is different though because they are actually giving you in, in the fine print. They are actually giving you what you're saying you're buying. You're they're giving you the JPEG. Yeah, but they also are promising this other thing. I mean, with Kickstarter, it would be like you would get uh-huh. a handful of different things. Exactly. And I think Kickstarter as a company decided they needed to get rid of that. And I think the law kind of stepped in and helped. Mm-hmm. And I think that just hasn't happened in this space yet. I think I think because it's so new. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't understand it. Yeah. So that's part of the reason I wanted to catch everyone up and keep everyone in our audience to know because these things are out there and it's not it's not impossible to get scammed by them. Like you have to be on the lookout for these types of things and understand how this works or else you are susceptible. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm doing this as a public service. <laughs> this is a favor. Yeah. So we're talking about porn stars for you. <laughs> so the the craziest part about uh, Lana Rhodes' particular rug pull is that she did it in one day, in 24 hours. So the things went on sale on January 22nd of this year. And then on January 23rd, the wallet is empty. Oh, wow. So she pulled out in 24 hours. And just took the money and ran. And just took the money. And when asked about it, she's been basically just saying like, Listen, I did a Discord AMA, ask me anything on Discord, and they were being super mean. So I decided I didn't want to do this project anymore because they were dicks. Oh, okay. And what's funny about that is that that people have looked into this, and that Discord AMA happened after the money had been taken out of the wallet. Oh. Yeah, so it's a bullshit story anyway. Yeah, that's not really a good... But it's what she's going on. And, I mean, she's going to get away with it because, I mean, a bunch of dudes, and let's be honest, they were all dudes who bought this. A bunch of dudes who love porn bought this thing and got ripped off. It's not really going to be headline news. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. That's why we're here to talk about things like this. Mm -hmm. We're here to talk about the news that no one else will talk about. (laughs) Yeah, the news that no one else will talk, talk about. So, yeah, essentially there's a lot of these rug pull scams, and that's how they all essentially work. They tell you... You're going to sell these awesome JPEGs. They're going to come with these great benefits. It's only going to go up in value. People buy them. And then sometimes, not usually in 24 hours, sometimes uh, the accounts just end up empty. And if you're not savvy enough to check the wallets and to follow the money, you won't, You might not even know what happened. You just know no one wants to buy your shit. Mm-hmm. I think that happened to some of these Lana Rhodes people. They didn't follow the story. And next thing they know, their thing's not worth anyone anything and no one wants to buy it. And right. they don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. So... Avoid that happening to you. Try to do your research and make sure you're not getting the wool pulled over your eyes if you do want to buy an NFT, because I think that it's not necessarily the worst idea in the world, even though some of them are crazy, including the one we're going to talk about next. So the discovery of this next one was kind of a funny story because I, as a person who follows this whole market, because I find it very fascinating, and I also think it's kind of important to know about to avoid uh, getting scammed myself. So I watched uh, the NFT scams. I also think kind of it's funny to, to laugh at how ridiculous things have gotten. And one night I discovered something that wore on me. It, it weighed on my brain all day. And I, I, I had to go to work and live my normal life with this knowledge in my head and come home. So I burst in the door and I was like, hey, Amanda, I have got to show you something. <laughs> yeah. And what I had to show you was a gallery, an NFT gallery that was going on sale that was called La Belle Anus. Yes. And that is French for the beautiful asshole, <laughs> basically. Yes. yes. And what it is, is it's a collection of digital drawings of uh, adult video porn stars' uh, buttholes, mm-hmm. their anuses, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. but digitally drawn, like close-ups of their buttholes. <laughs> and those are for sale as NFT tokens. Mm-hmm. And you looked shocked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were like, is this real? And I was like, yeah, apparently it is real. Well, I was like, why are you showing me buttholes? Yeah, yeah. But I was like, you won't believe this exists. <laughs> and so we decided, like, this is something we have to tell the world about. Like, yeah. we can't, there can't be NFT digitally drawn buttholes for available and me not mention it. Yeah. So this is a true thing. It exists and it is part of this NFT world. I, I don't know if it's a scam. Um, that part I can't say. It seems legit. No, I don't think it's a scam. Um, actually, they they had the sale. Yes. They 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 did the big the big sale, <laughs> the which big was like anus sale this weekend or last uh, weekend or something. Yeah, it was like a couple weeks ago, week and a half ago. Yeah, I think. And they sold. They had up for sale two thousand plus one mm-hmm. uh, LaBelle anuses. <laughs> <laughs> For sale, uh-huh. um, through their collection, uh-huh. and if you if you want to go see this website and their collection, it's on the La Galerie de NFT dot com, mm-hmm. and it has a breakdown of all the different um, La Belle anuses. Yes, as well as most recently, after we looked at it, which was like a month or so ago, they added. They had a special add-on collection of 69 boobs and 69 vaginas of 69 top-voted porn stars. <laughs> of course they did. So, well, the the butthole sold so well, they were like, we got to do boobs and vaginas, I, Well, I too. think it, was, no, it wasn't that they sold with it because they hadn't sold yet at all. Oh. They sold all of them at the same time. Oh, I see. I think there was so much buildup and excitement. Yeah, they were like, we could throw 69 more boobs <laughs> and 69 vaginas in here. Yeah, and it'll be great. And so then they started ranking mm-hmm. or tiering the, the purchases. So not only would you own these... NFTs, these pictures of boobs, vagines, and mm-hmm. anuses, but you would also get special perks. <laughs> Great. So if you, for example, if you were an owner of a trio, which would be like all three oh. of like one porn star. Oh, so you have her vagina, her boobs, and her butthole. Yeah. Then oh, wow. you were to receive an annual trip to Porto, Portugal for oh. like a five-night stay <laughs> at some kind of hotel where they were going to have this on display. Hell yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And so I was a little confused because when you you read the, the, the descriptors, first of all, this website's incredibly tacky. Yeah. Um, it's... It's it's white background with black lettering and then gold. Gold, yeah. Gold black, everywhere. Gold yeah. And in fact, all of the digital images are in gold embellished frames. Yeah, they do, they do make it look very fancy, like almost like a jewelry website. But it's tacky. But yeah, but it's it's tacky. It's like a tacky <laughs> it's jewelry really, website. Really, really tacky. With pictures of buttholes. But one of the things that kind of confused me at first was it was two thousand plus one. Mm-hmm. Um, LaBelle anuses. And yeah. I was like, well, what What's is the that? One? What's the one? Well, the one was a, a masterpiece, what they were calling the masterpiece. <laughs> the masterpiece, okay. So that was kind of the prized oh. um, NFT um, artwork uh-huh. <laughs> for sale. But you couldn't see it oh. ahead of time. Oh. You, you had to wait until everything went on sale. And then it unveiled. And then they did a big unveiling of the masterpiece, which I don't actually know what it was. Was it a bunch of LaBelle anuses? I don't know. I have no idea. 
They didn't say? Hmm. No, huh. they just called it the masterpiece. The mas- Maybe it's just a really nice butthole. And you really, really, really wanted to own it because... Like perfectly symmetrical wrinkles? Yeah, like the, like the perks of owning a trio. If you purchase the masterpiece, you were to get 5% of the resale of that masterpiece for life. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. If it goes up and people keep selling it, you keep making money. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wonder how much how much do they go for? I remember we figured it out. Um, so they used Solana, which yeah, they didn't use Ethereum, which is odd. Yeah, there was a little bit of uproar about that apparently. Um, but one Solana or no, one of the NFTs with the value was six point nine Sol, mm-hmm. which is about the equivalent of around seven hundred dollars. Yeah, seven hundred dollars, which is not bad for a butthole picture, <laughs> yeah. if you ask me. But it's not really a picture; it's a drawing. Yeah, yeah, a digital image of a butthole of a porn star. Yeah, well, if anybody wanted to buy a digital drawing of my butthole for $700, it's for sale. <laughs> Actually, yes, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> so we're announcing- so we settled that. <laughs> <laughs> but they referred to all of these porn stars as muses. Muses, yes. They didn't call them porn stars. On the website, they referred to them as muses. Yes, I'm the muse for the art. Yes, and some of the actual porn stars were on board with mm-hmm. this NFT collection sale, and some were not. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, the scandal that I went over earlier with Lana Rhodes happened before this, and she was to be included in the collection, and that was a, a thing where people were pissed off, like, so she's if this is a scam, then I can get scammed by the same chick twice, mm. uh, which is, you know, possible. Right. But that meant that if you were one of the stars who didn't participate, you weren't going to get paid, even yeah. though they were going to use a likeness of your butthole. Right. They they make the argument that because it's not a photograph of your butthole, but actually a computer rendered drawing of a photograph of your butthole, that they own it. And really, your best bet is to be on board with them and get some of the money, because if you say no, they're going to sell it anyway, and you're going to get nothing. Right, because they promised if you signed up as an ambassador, one of these muses, mm-hmm. and you were on board with it and helped promote it, they'd give you a cut of the sales. That goes to another reason of why you shouldn't send nudie pics and stuff like that and have them get out into Somebody the environment. Can sell your nudes. Yeah, like what if one day your nude gets drawn by a computer and then someone can sell it as an NFT? And right, they can argue that they own it. <laughs> it's even funnier to think that they own it because it's like now there's two creepers involved. One that turned your nude into an NFT and another one that bought it. And Ew. both of them are are owning your body. Profiting off of you. Yeah. So be careful if you send uh, nudes <laughs> out there because you never know what could happen. Right. I mean, you might have to save up and try to go buy yourself back. Buy your own nude back. Mm -hmm. Wow. When I was a kid, I used to, like, old people would be like, the world has gone nuts. The world has just gone completely crazy. (laughs) And and kid me would be like, yeah, not really. You're just old and you don't understand, right? (laughs) And so I'm wondering, are there young people out there who are like, yeah, of course we sell drawings of porn star buttholes for $700 on the internet. Why the fact that you think that's weird makes you an old weird man. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, is that the case here? Have, Am I have you reached old man status? Have I turned into the old guy that I didn't understand as a child? <laughs> or is selling JPEGs of drawings of porn star buttholes for seven hundred dollars a piece indeed a weird thing for the, the country to be doing? 
I mean, I think honestly, at this point in time, anything goes. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> I'm really not surprised much anymore. I know, and I just can't figure that one out. I don't know if it's me that's crazy or the world, but either way, the whole thing is hilarious and absolutely nuts. It's just a fun thing to pay attention to. It's weird. And guys, definitely go check out that website. It's fascinating. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting one. That's for sure. And if you want to hear some other more interesting shit that we have talked about on our show, um, you can find that on our website. CarolinaSnowflakes.com Or you can visit our Facebook page where we talk with other porn star butthole aficionados. Facebook.com forward slash Carolina Snowflakes. And if you want to pay $700 for a picture of my butthole, that is, uh, email me about that and we'll, I'll get it right to you. Carolina Snowflakes at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.